the Sports on Point Weekly Rewind, a week in review with Matt Smith and Bob Williams. Let's back it up. Welcome to the Weekly Rewind. We figured it's been a good week, so why not rewind? I'm your host, Matthew Smith, joined on the line, as always, by the phenom Bob Williams. That was a great opening, wasn't it? Can't hope for anything better than that ever. And of course, the guy pressing the buttons, Mr. Pod Severns. Welcome to Weekly Rewind. Let's get started with Wednesday. This Week in Sports is a section where we cover the top shared stories on the internet from every day of the past week, and our hosts give a short comment on each day. On Wednesday, Auburn Tigers' Cam Newton, eligible to play, the NCAA says. What do you think, Robert? Uh, We'll talk about this a little bit more on the uh, other podcast, but this is kind of a ridiculous ruling, the fact that his dad sort of elicited or, or went looking for money but because the kid had no knowledge of it there's no rules broken you know it's kind of it's kind of ironic for me to say this i suppose but i i agree with you completely i think this is a really odd ruling by the ncaa i've always been of the opinion that the ncaa should not take away his eligibility until they proved that he had actually received or his father had actually received money because everything that I was reading in the NCAA bylaws said that the money had to change hands before it was against the rules. But the fact that they ruled it because he didn't know about it and his father was doing it without his knowledge, that seems like a huge loophole that's going to be soon exploited by every possible father of every five-star athlete. Also on Wednesday, two LA groups have shown interest in the Minnesota Vikings. Matthew kind of unfortunate news for minnesota of course uh the vikings uh have a have a fan base that's legendary in the nfl a a great community for football um the ownership just a little unhappy that they can't get some levies passed and get a new stadium built you know of course from the same minnesota residents who just built a stadium for the twins but hey grass is always greener right yeah, if, if, if it comes down to this and Minnesota unfortunately loses uh, their team out to L.A., um, I'd rather them go the route of Green Bay or Buffalo and give the Minnesotians, I don't even know if that's right, but we'll use it. Minnesotians, uh, all right. Uh, the opportunity to own the franchise. On Thursday, John Gruden says he's sorry for the hoopla, wishes Miami Hurricanes well. Bob. Yeah, this was all real speculation on Miami's part. Uh, and, and for them, I'm actually glad that they didn't get Gruden. Gruden's a top-notch coach, but he's a pro coach. I, I don't know if he would like the day-to-day grind of being a NCAA coach. And I don't know if it, it, it fits Miami. Uh, hopefully, Miami gets a guy who's going to be like Randy Shannon, keep some of the problems out of the team and the university and, and hopefully build them back up. Two things that I found really interesting about this whole Gruden to Miami story. First one being all the speculative articles and posts that were written on Tuesday after people found out that immediately after the Monday night broadcast, John Gruden hopped on a plane and flew to Florida. Everybody said, that means he's talking to the Miami AD and he's going to be their next head coach. He lives in Florida. Every Monday night after the game, he hops on a plane and flies to Florida. The other thing I thought was kind of funny, his son Deuce, which Deuce Gruden couldn't kind of a name is that anyways deuce uh, in a in a podcast uh, interview uh, said that his father hopes to be coaching in either san francisco or cleveland in two years back in the nfl ranks of course a lot of speculation there coaches have to get fired those jobs aren't open also on thursday colorado buffaloes offer football coaching job to john Embry. mr smith 
It always cracks me up when coaches do a subpar job in their current position and then get offered promotions for other teams. John Embry is the tight ends coach for the Washington Redskins, who supposedly have one of the better tight ends in the league in Chris Cooley, although he has done absolutely nothing the last two seasons. It's I, I realize it's kind of hard when you're a coach and your performance is strictly essentially strictly based on the performance of one player on the field, but at the same time, has he done something to deserve this? I, obviously, he's, he's he throws a heck of an interview, but uh, I guess John Embry's a head coach in Colorado. Yeah, Matt, I, I don't know if this is the big splash that Colorado needed, especially with joining the Pac-10. Uh, hopefully this doesn't set them back uh, even further. On Friday, Cleveland Cavaliers' Daniel Gibson, upset by LeBron James's behavior during the Miami Heat game against the Cavaliers. Bob? This whole Cleveland-Miami week, you know, was just uh, kind of brutal, not only for, for a Cleveland fan, but it's it's good to see one player hopefully upset. He was he seemed to be the only player that actually was out there giving an effort uh, during the game. We do know that this whole thing is blown up. Uh, there was technical double techs with Gibson in-house. Will we ever know if... Uh, Daniel Gibson was really upset by LeBron James, or if this is some sort of PR control, uh, who knows? LeBron's camp came out with a, a quote a day or two later saying that he had had a phone conversation with Daniel Gibson. They kind of patched things over. The friendship wasn't wasn't awash. And, of course, they made the obligatory comments that uh, this was reporters taking things out of context, etc., Ultimately, if Dan Gibson said he was upset by the comments, I think he, he endears himself to fans. So even if he didn't mean it, I think uh, I think folks in Cleveland appreciate it. Also on Friday, Charlotte Bobcats' Stephen Jackson apologizes to fans for his outburst. Yeah, Stephen Jackson apologizing to the fans. This is this is definitely not a guy who's got a spotless past. This this time it was verbally abusing a referee that got him sent to the bench for. Uh, one game and then, of course, for the remainder of the game that the incident occurred in. But uh, when when you're dealing with Steven Jackson and as a fan base, you know what you're getting. Uh, I appreciate that he that he apologizes to the fans, but at the same time, don't verbally abuse the ref next time. Is that so much to ask? Well, it, it could be considering how much maligned the NBA refs are in, in fans' perspective. With these new technical rules, I, and I know it didn't have any per se effect on this, but you know you're kind of almost limiting the voice of the athletes or the NBA players. Un- unfortunately for Stephen Jackson, he does have that that past, and and I don't think this this was the case in that instance where it was a you know a double tech gone wrong. But maybe someone needs to voice it. On Saturday, Red Sox Padres agree to Gonzalez deal. This from MLB.com, Mr. Raw. Mr. Uh, thinks that it's the rich keep getting richer in MLB baseball. Uh, un- unfortunately for San Diego, they lose a cornerstone of a franchise and a, and a guy who actually was a part of the, the culture down in San Diego for prospects. It, it's always a hit or miss with any of the prospects. Sure, they got the third, the, uh, the first, the third, the tenth, and a player to be named later. But, you know, that's just a crapshoot at this point. We'll see if they get any value. There's something that needs to be done with baseball. So so teams like San Diego, who who had a fairly decent year, especially since they weren't expected to do too much for this just to lose their biggest player. 
Yeah, obviously the Red Sox had their eyes on this kid, and they there was there was a couple of trade offers apparently that were shot down before the uh, final deal was accepted. Ultimately, the the Red Sox get a left-handed hitter in the lineup that'll really produce for them offensively, which is the problem, a big problem that they had last year. So this is a good deal for them. I'm with you though. San Diego kind of walks away from this with a bag full of good intentions, and it's really sad to see small market teams like this get the short end of the stick on these trades, even if they are the ones who agreed to them. They know that the system is weighted against them so they feel like they have no choice also on saturday the nfl players association says to players save your pay a lockout's coming matt what do you think about a said lockout well first of all if the players didn't know that a lockout was coming yet at this point in time they may be in a world of trouble i don't know have anybody who's been listening to this show ever tried to save a paycheck I mean, I realize these guys have a lot of money, but the more money you make, the more bills you pay. It's kind of a cyclical thing. I, I don't think uh, I don't think saving the last three game paychecks is really a feasible option, is it? Yeah, this is crazy. Maybe they should have put this memo out at the beginning of the season. Uh, just just the fact that we're we're speaking of lockout um, here with the NFL. It's kind of intriguing to me. I know this is more about like player benefits after they are done playing, but this system works. You know, it's by far the best professional system. Yet they're willing to, you know, I won't say fight for the little things, but I don't know. It seems a little crazy in my mind, almost. I don't know. I think it's. I think they're just saying. Don't go party like a rock star the last three games of the season. And, I mean, ultimately, although there are lots of bills to pay, I would imagine that there's probably some discretionary money that they can set aside, especially looking at players like James Harrison and doesn't seem to be batting an eyelash at his mounting fines. I think he's now up to $125,000. So He says he could quit at any time and go be a bus driver. He could. He probably wouldn't make the same amount of money, though. You don't think? No. On Sunday, sources say NBA going forward with a plan to take over the New Orleans Hornets. Bob? Narlins. Say it right, man. The Narlins. <laughs> the Narlins Hornets. Uh, this is actually good for the city of New Orleans, uh, especially with George Shin, their previous owner, un- unable to actually sell the team. Uh, because they have a franchise guy like Chris Paul, and this team was just a few years removed from being a, a almost a perennial Western Conference team, that it hopefully this rights the ship someone will come in put an investment back into the city and into the hornets and they stay and they can keep chris paul well yeah obviously the nba is not going to as an organization yank this team out of the city of new orleans that would be the largest pr mistake that's ever been made in the nba since the decision was aired on espn but it's it's one of those things it's kind of good it's kind of bad if you're the new orleans hornets you're glad to see uh george shin gone he's never been the uh never been the money spending uh dedicated to the team owner that you want to have running your organization any anything that the nba does though has got to come under a very watchful eye because they control a lot of things that could give them a competitive advantage if they chose to use it i think that commissioner stern is a little too smart to fall into that trap though 
Yeah, I think it'll be like C-League and how he uh, moved the Expos to Washington, how how it was for the best interest, unfortunately, for the team. And and, and they have said it even in the article where they do have teams or, or cities lined up like Kansas City, Seattle, and Anaheim, who, who if things don't work out in New Orleans, that there are viable options. Also on Sunday, Brett Favre knocked out of Minnesota Vikings game by a hard hit. Matt? They won this game. Did anybody, did anybody else catch that? They won, and Brett Favre didn't play. Um, I think this guy, Tavares Jackson, is that his name? I think, he, I think he played quarterback. I think they won the game. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, he did. Okay, uh, Brett Favre, retire. Thanks, bye. Yeah, hopefully this puts an end to, to Brett Favre's illustrious career, even though the past three or four years have been nothing but a joke, unfortunately, uh, and, and kind of maybe puts Minnesota on onto the right ship. Uh, hopefully they can get a quarterback in this draft. I, I don't think Tavares is, is the future, but he is definitely a guy who could hold down the spot for maybe another year or two while someone's developing. And and, and hopefully Minnesota, again, can, can get out of this whole frame of mind where they might have to move. On Monday, Stanford makes coach Jim Harbaugh offer to stay as their coach. Mr. Williams? Uh, this is actually a great move for Stanford. They don't need to be losing Jim Harbaugh. They, they did that with Tyrone Willingham, and then they had to skip a coach to get to Jim Harbaugh. But Jim Harbaugh does the right things out in Stanford. He gets really greedy guys, uh, and, and he puts a really good quality product out on the market. You're going to have other top-tier schools like Michigan or even NFL prospects coming at him to offer him a a job. So hopefully this preemptive uh, attack gets him to stay at Stanford. I don't know. I think when you look at a guy like Jim Harbaugh and he sees his little stadium that he's got out there in Stanford, California, and he sees about a uh, 70 to 75% attendance rate, and he compares that to the offerings of 110,000 people in the stands in Ann Arbor, or uh, you know some of the various stadiums across the NFL that uh, that have you know 70,000, 80,000, 90,000 people in there, rapidly cheering on their team. I think it's I think it's nice that Stanford has sweetened the deal, but ultimately I think Harbaugh is on his way out, no matter what the deal is. Notice that the report does not say anything about whether Harbaugh plans to accept the deal. Also on Monday, Washington Redskins defensive end Philip Daniels calls out Albert Hainsworth. Hey, 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 Albert Hainsworth. He didn't say it like that. No, he didn't that, say I that. added that. <laughs> Welcome to the bandwagon, Mr. Philip Daniels. Um, if you have made it this far into the season and have not called out Albert Hainsworth, you haven't been paying attention. But uh, ultimately, I think... If, uh, if Philip Daniels, and, and of course none of us know that this is true, but uh, you know Philip Daniels is one of his counterparts. He's a, he's a fellow defensive lineman. He's a, he's a guy who's down there in the trenches every day and every play with, uh, with Mr. Hainsworth. If, if this guy speaking up and saying something to him can't uh, get his attention, then uh, all is lost and you might as well cut the guy. Who? That's what, that's what I'm starting with. Unfortunately, Phil Daniels' words, whatever comments he's saying, is going right over Albert Hainworth's head. Albert Hainworth, at this point, is, is his own man, and he's going to make his own decisions. Just based on his play this year, it, it doesn't seem like he's interested in the game anymore. And rounding the week off on Tuesday, sources say Dave Wanstead out as coach of the Pittsburgh Panthers. 
Robert? Yeah, this is this is you know when Wani first got uh, hired in at Pittsburgh, this was looked like a really good deal for him. You know, an ex alumni who was going to recruit the roots in the Pittsburgh area football. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't get maybe the full recruiting efforts that he thought he was going to, and and the fact that his coaching didn't result in anything more than just mediocre seasons in the Big East. This is not really a surprise at all. I, I seem to recall when Dave Wanstatt was the savior for the Chicago Bears, and oh wait, that didn't work out. And oh, I do remember when he was the savior for the Miami Dolphins. Oh yeah, that didn't work out. So I guess when Pitt brought him in, he was supposed to be their savior, and well, that didn't work out. Ultimately, there was a lot of talk about how an NFL caliber coach could do a lot to bring recruits into the school because he's a guy who can do what needs to be done to make them NFL caliber players. But I think over the years, Dave Wansat has done a lot to prove the fact that he's not an NFL caliber coach. So I don't know why the players would trust him to get him there. Uh, he has put some decent guys in there, you know, Darrell Revis. Sean McCoy. Uh, it looks like uh, Dion Lewis is heading down that route too. Uh, un- again, un- this is just an unfortunate circumstance that it it didn't work out, whether he was their savior or not. Handful of future draft picks do not a great team make, unfortunately for Mr. Wanstead. And also on Tuesday, Derek Jeter drama ends with a signed three-year pact. Tell us about this, Matt. I'm so glad that this is over because this was popping up on the headlines about every day for the last month. Uh, all the speculation about what the Yankees were going to do, if they were going to overpay for Jeter, if they were going to let Jeter walk. Ultimately, the Yankees knew that they had nobody bidding against them. They refused to bend to the desires of Derek Jeter. And uh, Derek Jeter ultimately realized the same thing. He's where he needs to be. He's where he's supposed to be. He's wearing the pinstripes. Um, more power to him for for signing the deal because um, ultimately he he signed at market value and that's all that anybody can really expect. Yeah, this deal should have been done day one. Uh, unfortunately, there's posturing and agents involved. Good for Jeter to to actually be a lifetime Yankee. Well, thanks for listening to the weekly rewind. This has uh, been Matthew Smith joined with Bob Severns and Bob Williams as always. Make sure you tune in for Sports on Point, episode 31. We'll be hearing you some hard-hitting stuff about LeBron's return to Cleveland, the BCS bowl game matchups, and, of course, we'll get a little bit more in-depth into the Cam Newton ruling. Thanks for listening. This has been Sports on Point Weekly Rewind. We hope you enjoyed the show. Send your suggestions and comments to feedback at sportsonpoint.com. You can also call the show at 646-39-POINT. That's 646-39-POINT. 6467 6468 Peace